So I went to my doctor and she analyzed my blood levels and told me my testosterone was fine. But she asked me how I was feeling. And I said, well, I feel like I'm losing a certain amount of courage to do things or maybe motivation. And then she said that testosterone could be an antidote towards some of those symptoms that, as I described, she said that she had prescribed that for her brother and it seemed to make a difference. Anyway, I did it and I'm taking, I guess six months later, my testosterone level was higher. So it must have done something. I did like the idea of having good testosterone. I felt like maybe that's a more manly thing to have and maybe can keep my drive going, you know, as young as I can possibly be on the sexual level, on whatever level. Hello, V-lovers. Welcome back to The Hub, Episode 8, which we are so excited about. I'm Anne Katari. I'm Judy DeMello. And I'm Sue DeLara. As you know by now, we typically cover topics having to do with menopause or women's health and wellness or what to expect when you can no longer expect, as we say. But today we're covering a topic that focuses on the men part of menopause or should we say man o pause that's right <laughs> all you men out there this one is about male hormones it's something called andropause that's the medical definition of what happens to men when they experience a drop in testosterone levels i'll be honest this whole subject matter falls under the category of Things we didn't know about until we started this podcast. I know, right? None of us had ever heard of andropause. But then I came across an article in the New York Post that featured this international influencer guy named Israel Kesso, who claimed he had something called andropause or male menopause. I remember thinking, what the heck? Andropause, male menopause? I mean, is it real? I know, right? Some hot Brazilian model jumps in on our hormonal wave to pump up his social media page. Outrage! That's right. This is our space. <laughs> but we couldn't let this one go. So we stalked him on Instagram, then reached out to him. And lucky for us, he agreed to an interview. But we also wanted to get a doctor's perspective since andropause is a medically recognized thing. So we found Dr. David Bornstein, a board-certified physician who treats patients in New York City, New Jersey, Virginia, and Florida. So let's start with Anne's interview with Dr. Bornstein because he really helps you understand what's going on with men and hormones, and he offers some great medical advice for symptoms and treatments. We'll get to our Brazilian hottie after this interview. Dr. Bornstein, can you tell me a little bit about what you do in your practice? Sure. Basically, I have a integrated functional medicine alternative holistic practice. We treat various chronic diseases, including menopause and andropause, which is the uh, reduction in hormones and the symptoms that are associated with the reduction of hormones in men. Those symptoms can be a reduction in muscle mass, reduction in sex drive, reduce volume uh, after ejaculating, erectile dysfunction, 
and less sexual drive. Why have we not heard about antropause? Is it a new gimmicky name for a variety of symptoms, or has it always been around but men don't like to discuss it? First of all, I think menopause has a lot more media attention. People talk about it more. I think it's more abrupt. I think the symptoms are a lot easier to define. And I think the stigma for men may be a little bit more. As men don't like to ask for directions when they drive, men don't like to go to uh, address some of these issues associated with andropause. So I I think they're going to be a little bit less inclined to go to their doctor and discuss these issues. How do you treat andropause? There's several ways we can do it. The main way that we do it is to basically fix the deficiency. So we order a uh, blood test and we we measure various sort of uh, hormones in the blood test. The testosterone, and that includes a total and a free testosterone, the estrogen level, the DHT. And then what we do is we try to correct for it. And there are various different ways we can correct for it. Number one is some people like testosterone injections. Some people like transdermal creams. Some people respond, especially our younger patients, to a medication known as Clomid, where we can actually get the testicles to work producing the testosterone. And the advantage of that is it's less expensive, it's easier to do, there's no injections, and it doesn't cause any reduction in sperm count or uh, testicular shrinkage. So we do have treatments available, and there, there are a number of different ones that we can use. What is the average age that men would come in to see you? You will be surprised. It varies. I've had men in their 20s with low T, in their 20s. And I measure, this is like, wow, like what's going on here? So in their 20s, I mean, they come in, what symptoms do they have? They're tired. They have low sex drive. They have erectile dysfunction. They're depressed. And that's a very big cause of depression is low testosterone. It's under-recognized. So you'll be surprised there's a, there's a relationship between low testosterone and, and uh, depression. Matter of fact, I'll give you an example of that. Many women take birth control pills. Birth control pills are given many times to women, not even for birth control, for, for something known as PCOS, okay? What does the birth control pill do many times? It lowers the testosterone. If you lower the testosterone, a lot of women get depressed on birth control pills. So that's one of the mechanisms of action of the retina by lowering testosterone. So yes, you can get depression by having low T. Is there a cutoff age for when you can give testosterone? Generally not. We look at each patient individually. You can't really put patients into one size fits all because the needs of a 25-year-old is very different than the needs of a 75-year-old. And how long can you take it for? It depends. Most of my patients can take it indefinitely. Many of my patients, for example, who are young and use the Clomid route, many times giving the Clomid for six to nine months, the testosterone levels do come back and we can lower the dose or completely wean them off and keep them going for several years until they get into andropause. And then we can put them on external testosterone treatment, such as injections or creams. Is there a holistic route for andropause? Absolutely. I mean, the the route I take is primarily holistic because we look not only at the hormones, we look at the pre-hormones. For example, DHEA is a very important pre-hormone that we give. That's also important for, for, you know, hormone production. Let's say someone comes in, we have to check their vitamin D levels. We know vitamin D is important for hormone production. 
checking in the patient's zinc levels. We know zinc is very important. So it's not just giving the hormone. We have to do a complete evaluation on our patients. Many of our patients are also low in thyroid. That's a biggie, men and women. So that's also important to look at when we're evaluating uh, our patients. What do you think the future of andropause treatments would be like? Well, first of all, I think it's going to get considerably more popular, okay? I think more and more people are open to it. And there's so many ways now that we can give testosterone. Now there's testosterone pellets, for example. There's injections. There's creams. Each has their advantages and disadvantages. For example, the pellets, you don't, you put them in, you're done. You don't have to do anything. And how long do the pellets last? Usually several months. But again, the problem with the pellets are it's very difficult to control the dosing. But you don't have to do anything. The creams, you put it in every day on your thigh and your arm uh, between the wrist and the elbow works very, very well. There's several places in the body you can put it as long as you know. For example, don't put it on your scrotum. You know, that wouldn't be a smart idea to do because it's a little bit too close. But you put these creams on either once a day or twice a day, depending on how they're dosed. It's every day. You don't have to, let's say, inject yourself once or twice a week. So there's various different advantages and disadvantages to the way that we give testosterone. What do you think are ways that you can bring awareness to andropause? I think a lot of the awareness of andropause is going to come from women who are in menopause. Guess what happens? You have this mismatch between the man and the woman in a relationship. One is on hormones, one is not. So sometimes the the wife or the partner will say, you know, you got to do something about this. You got to go see someone about this. That will be the pressure to say, let me do something about it. So I think that's going to be a very good way to get awareness of this problem. The second one is podcasts like these that, you know, that speak to people and say, hey, you know, men have this problem too. You know, let's get more men involved with this and treated for this so they can start feeling better as well. I'm hoping there's going to be more and more awareness. I think it is. I see certainly more of a need for it. I get more calls for it. I think it's well below that of women, but it's growing. Any last words? I think the most important takeaway message here is that, yes, there are a lot of men who do have andropause. There's a lot of men who are walking around who are grumpy, who are depressed, who have sexual dysfunction. And the good news is it's all treatable. Just find someone who can treat this properly and you're going to be a lot happier by doing it. It's amazing to hear that men in their 20s can go through this. But I guess it's like women. Some do hit menopause really early for a number of reasons. Yeah, and after hearing from the doctor, there's no doubt in my mind that andropause is for real. And I was doing more research on the topic recently, and I did notice that there are way more articles about it in the last couple of months since the New York Post one on Israel. Well, it's probably because of Israel. He has been so vocal about his experience, and he's using his influencer platform to let men know that if they do go through andropause, that yes, it can be confusing and stressful, but there are solutions and they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he has been really good about that. Okay, so let's go to my chat with Israel. Fair warning, listen carefully because his Brazilian accent is lovely and strong. 
Oh, oh my God, he's so charming. I love Israel. I love how excited he is about, you know, that sweet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Sue, stop okay, it. Okay, 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 Don't okay. Don't give okay. it away. All I'll say for now is stick around, everyone, until the end of his interview because Israel reveals some very exciting news. Hello, America audience. So I'm so happy to be here and to tell you what happened to me. I think I started to having these feelings of low libido, lack of energy, bout of depression after my 35th anniversary, 35th anniversary. But I didn't realize. I just went on and on in my life. But then every year I found myself very tired and not interested about sex, which is really weird for someone who is 35, 36 years old. But I left for a long time, I think. Meaning you didn't address it? I thought it was normal. I had stressed life. But then I became an influencer in 2019 and I started to work very hard and then I started to work on TV. I'm always tired, sleeping for so long, lack of energy. That was very interesting. I didn't have energy at all. It was very hard for me to address that issue. So during my birthday, or my 40th birthday, I had a big party in my house, but I felt like I wasn't in the party. I was exhausted. And then one of my friends said to me, I think you should go to GP as well and talk about it. Anyway, so I went to GP and I told him what's going on with me. I said, listen, uh, I want to, to leave my husband because I think the love is over. I don't have interest in him. I would like to do some tests. And he said, sure, let's do a lot of tests to investigate what it is. So I did the test and then I said to myself, I need to investigate if it really is my husband or is myself. So I started to go online to see if I found other people, meet some people to see if I could have sex before we jump in conclusions about what it is. So I went out. That wasn't the case. Me, no interesting at all. Nothing happened. Then after one week, the doctor contacted me and said, your testosterone, uh, SCH something, is really low. Really low. I think you are andropause. I said, what is andropause? I never heard about this. Is menopause? Oh, yeah, it's similar to menopause, but different. I said, okay, I remember this word menopause with my grandmother, but never heard about androposing men. He said, well, we need to send you to an endocrinologist. I said, but I'm 40 years old. I'm too young to have this. He said, well, now we started to see more men having that. I never heard my friends telling me, oh, I have lack of libido. I was embarrassed. Even my husband, I didn't tell him what's going on with me because I felt very embarrassed to tell, I don't have erection. I don't have libido for you. But the issue was with me, my body. It was my body. So just to back up for a minute, you when you were feeling the loss of libido, you spoke with your husband about it, right? And and then you decided to have a little sort of trial to see whether it was you or him or the marriage. I haven't told him. I haven't told him. I just said, like, I'm not interested. I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I think it's the same thing with ladies going on, right? Yeah, I mean, with women, of course, yes, it's also embarrassing sometimes to, or it used to be anyway in the past, as now it's getting a little bit more out in the open, but it is, there is that embarrassment, the shame, and you do suffer for a lack of libido. But of course, with men, it's more obvious when you're not aroused. Exactly. And also, we never heard about these issues and these names on your post. It's not in the media at all. 
When the doctor told me about Andropos, I went online to see if there is a celebrity or influencer who, who talk about it. Nobody, nobody. Men is very shy. Men are very embarrassed to tell the world or if the, the person is a public figure like I am, people are very, very shy to tell, oh, men are very, very quiet. The, the statement I made on my social media, I thought it would be very important. And I'm pleased it's become a very good article around the world. It's a taboo. Okay, so you went to your GP. No, he sent me to the specialist. Okay, to your endocrinologist, right. So you got your test back and your testosterone levels were low. And then what? Uh, the doctor wants to do another test for prolactin. I don't know if you know about it because it could be something is in the brain, but then he just realized it's not the case. It was like testosterone was really low. And then he recommended me the injection, the creams. And it's absolutely great feeling when you're starting to feel yourself again. And I was getting fat, you know, I, was, I couldn't lose weight for two years. When I started to address this, I started to feel myself. Okay, that's the route. So that's what I need to do. I need to use this cream and and I did the injection, and and I think my life is getting better and better and better now since I did the the injection and using the creams. What about the injections? So he said first one injection, and then let's see how you get on, and then the injection is going down after I think three months to four months, and then you, you do another test and see how you get on. We don't want is me come back to that situation. Right. And how soon after that you started the injections and the cream did you notice a difference? It's interesting. The injection is really fast. In one week, I was feeling like, wow, I love this. Actually, I cry a little bit when I start to feeling again because I look at my husband and I said to him, oh, it's so nice to see you again. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, so by, by this point, your husband knew about what you were going through. Yeah. And how old is he? He's 52, and he's going through now the same tests because he said to me now, he is suffering with the same symptoms. So it's not only me. A friend of mine, Rafa, contacted me and said, actually, I'm going through the same issues you're having. But I never heard about Andropause. Thank you very much for sharing your story. And it has been amazing on social media. We know it's no menopause. It's Andropause. That's a different name. But still people are a little bit, oh, this does not exist in men. It does. It's happened to me. And it's happened maybe to my husband and to my friend. Many guys around the world might be suffering with Andropause, but they don't know. Did you receive any mental health treatment while you were going through this transition? Well, I had issues two years ago. Uh, I was a little bit with depression, but now I think we addressed it wasn't depression, it was the low level of testosterone in the body. But the doctor in that time prescribed some medications for me, antidepressants, and I don't think it's helped me at all. I just came out after six months because it didn't have any effect. I think that the doctor did a mistake, not going through all the tests with me with the testosterone in that time. Some doctors do this mistake, prescribing antidepressants for people before investigate properly. So I want to talk about your public figure because you are very big on social media. You have more than half a million Instagram followers, which is about half a million more than I do. <laughs> so did you get any backlash when you came out with Andropause from some of your followers? Yeah, some people send me a message saying, are you stupid? You don't have Andropause. This is nothing to do with menopause. 
People don't know. People like to judge, particularly when you are a public figure like myself. They like to judge you. You say, ah, oh, this doesn't exist. But then some doctors send me messages, some private doctors, uh, verify on Instagram, send me a message and say to me, well done, brave on you. That was a very positive message from doctors, doctors from America, another doctor from Berlin in, in Germany, another one in Finland. So it was very positive because they said, we must speak out about andropausis. The time is now. But it, did it give you pause before you went public with it on your Instagram page? Did anyone say to you, Israel, don't do this. This is a bad move. I think the call influencer is to influence the people in a positive way. So I don't want it to be someone who's just posing with pictures, with bags and clothes. I want to call attention to the problems in the world, such as the plastic in the oceans, which I am very concerned about. And then now with the underpose, I think the influencers need to come out like this real, you know, be real, not just like with the pictures, with the clothes. I want to be someone who people remember and say, oh, I like this guy, you know, he come out and tell about his underpose. I don't want to call illness because it's not illness experience. Okay, what would you say to any man listening to this show who may be experiencing the same symptoms but is too embarrassed to tell somebody or talk about it? Guys, please don't be shy to tell your partner, your wife, your husband what's going on with you. There is a light in the end of the tunnel. I found the light doing all my tests and I found out what it was the problem. So don't worry if you are going through dysfunction er er erection, low libido, you might have andropause and please seek help. And when you start the treatment, you will smile again <laughs> because that's what happened to me. I smile again. It's amazing feelings. There might be some women who might say, bloody hell, we've just got this momentum going with public awareness and about menopause, and here come the men. They want to come in on get in on this campaign as well. So what would you say to women who might attack you? You should be very happy if your man has andropause and they sort out his issues. We are still discovering more disease, more issues with the body. So we are humans. You are very fragile. And that's why all these new illness and issues people going through coming out in the in the world at the moment. And you need to address. And andropause can be addressed. Menopause can be addressed, which is great. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you some very good news? Please do. After the article New York Post, I have been invited to be the cover of Playboy Sweden. It's the second man who will be on Playboy. The first Brazilian male to be on a Playboy. I, so I signed the contract before I came online with you. And I'm delighted to share this news with you. You are the first one you receive. You're going to see all the press around the world, I think. But I'm so excited. Well, congratulations. That's amazing, amazing news. Well, I'm delighted for you. And the cover of Playboy is amazing. Well done. The first Brazilian, the first British, because I'm British as well, to be in, a, in the cover of Playboy Sweden. And I'm very happy because I think I got what I really want is pick out about underpose, but also show off the world men in day 40, they can be successful. To be honest with you, you can be successful if you 
aren't successful in your 20s, 30s, 40s. You can be in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s. So that's my message as, as well for all of the guys. Sometimes people, they are there, don't do the best job. I really believe my dream. And if I am today here, talk with you, Judy, and be in, in Daily Mail, and now be the cover of Playboy, and now have my TV show because I believe in my dreams. Uh, and my dreams come nearly when I was 40. So that's amazing. Oh my God, Judy, you're like Axis Hollywood. You got the first dibs. You know it. <laughs> I know. You reporting reporting on the first Brazilian man to hit the cover of Playboy Sweden. That's E Entertainment. That is. But you know, I felt really honored that he was sharing this information with us. We were the first people to hear about it. So it's I'm I feel chuffed, as we say in England. <laughs> it's really sweet. Yeah. Can you imagine? that he was about to lose his husband because basically he didn't know what was going on with himself. Even though andropause is a medical condition and treatable, it's it's kind of nuts. Amazing that he got the help that he needed. He got educated. Kind of like me with my incontinence, knowledge is power. I also love how he added that we should not call people old, that we should remove the label old. I know, it's so true. I'm with him on that. I mean, what defines old? Who defines old? Yeah, plus he's making the cover of Playboy Sweden at the age of 40. Come on, that's amazing. Okay, so I have a question. While I'm really glad we covered this topic, do you think it should really be called male menopause? I know, it gives me pause, so to speak. Some people out there point out that since menopause literally means the end of your menstrual cycle, then the word menopause shouldn't be used to describe what men are going through since they don't have periods. Mm. I have to say that even though I get it, andropause exists, but I still kind of bristle about men going through something called menopause because they can still father children till the day they die. They don't have to deal with ageism quite the same way that we do. And even issues with sexual dysfunction can be treated with a readily available pill. So there's a bigger question here for me. Which is? Does andropause really belong alongside menopause in terms of spending money on medical research and treatments? Especially since we're only just making waves with female menopause treatments and even awareness and acceptance. Well... Menopause, menopause, whatever we call it. I'm just glad we're having this discussion today. Here, here, sister. Okay, so there's more fun to be had next week. We're getting physical with fitness expert Amanda Thebe, who wrote the book Menopocalypse. Until next time, let's get physical. <laughs> Please remember to review and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your pods. And please share with everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Love Hub is written and produced by Judy DeMello, Anne Katari, and Sue DeLara. Music by A Cloudy Sky. Post-production assistant, Max Podcasting. Please subscribe to our show wherever you download your pods. And for more information, please visit our website, 
vlovehub.com. That's v-l-u-v-h-u-b.com. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. See you next week.